This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you listeners for tuning in to In The Pocket. I'm your host, Paul Edwards, and today our special guest is Mike Stiegel. He's a restaurateur and his current project is located in Mars Hills and is called Timber Wolves. Please, Mike, introduce yourself. Yes, hello, Flo. Uh, my name is Michael Stiggle. I currently reside in Mars Hill, Maine. I've been a resident of Mars Hill, Maine since 2006, and I own Timberwolves Barbecue, and I've been in the food and hospitality business since I was 14 years old. That's a long time. I mean, not saying that you're, you know, senior citizen or anything, but being in anything since you were 14 is a long time. Um, and I know you won awards. Your most recent was for your elderberry syrup. Yes, yes. Our, we were recognized by the Good Food Awards for the elderberry syrup. And um, that kind of came out of the uh, pandemic. We were working on different um, sauces and elderberry syrup was one of them. Great. So is that like really good for your mocktails or do you make mocktails? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We recommend elderberry syrup to help boost immunity. Um, we recommend like a half teaspoon a day. It's really good stuff. The, the elderberry syrup that we make is organic and we use main source. Uh, you know, everything is main source. That's in and are you growing those elderberries or you're just... We, we get them from a main farmer. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So everything is main source and um, we make it right at our Marksville location. Yeah. And um, Timberwolves also has live music occasionally or regularly? Um, yeah, through the pandemic and before the pandemic. I used to work in the music business as well. I worked with Tyler Hilton and Michelle Branch. Um, so anyway, when I worked in the music business, my job was to book artists. So with the restaurant, it just made it seem like it would be a good fit to have um music so we do you know we do music i'd say um at least once every two months we have a, a concert oh i did not uh, look into your music background if you don't mind sharing uh were you in a band what instrument did you play did you sing yeah, yeah i lived in connecticut and i um i worked for a magazine called uh uh sound waves and they're out of mystic connecticut and i I uh, was sales, I'd sell ads, and then I also would interview people, write stories. Uh, yeah, I did that for a while, and then um, I was I booked um, acts, you 
know, I booked, I, I worked with uh, a few talented artists. Awesome. Mystic Pizza always makes me think of Julia Roberts. Um, apparently she did like some low budget movie there. I might be showing my age a little bit. Yeah, uh, Mystic Pizza is in downtown Mystic. Uh, it's interesting that you talk about Mystic Pizza. There is a uh, male boutique store uh, called Drove in downtown Mystic. And you can buy our maple whiskey, Timberwolf's maple whiskey barbecue sauce there as well, because we make five different barbecue sauces at our Marsville location. And you can also find them um, from, I would say, the Caribou, Hannaford's, all the way down to the Hannaford's in Newport. We have about 15 stores, Hannaford stores our barbecue sauces are at, and our spaghetti sauce, and we'll be adding... 10 more stores, 10 more animals, uh next month. Congratulations, that's awesome. Um, so, did you start making the sauces um, for container purposes because of the pandemic? Yes, we did. Uh, when the pandemic hit, we didn't know what we were going to do with business, you know, just kind of slowed down. There was no one coming through the doors, and me and my nephew, I told him, I said, you know, let's pray about this. So we went, we went and did some sacred prayers in our TV. We have a 30 foot TV um, in, in our backyard here. And we prayed and we prayed and then um, barbecue sauces came up and then we went into the kitchen and we worked tireless, I'd say for a good two months. And we came out with five different barbecue sauces. Um, we, we worked really hard. Nice. You mentioned this PP. Are you part Native American? Yes, I am. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Trail of Tears, but if you're familiar with the Trail of Tears, uh, there were a lot of African slaves that married into um, the indigenous tribes, or some of them were even slaves for the natives. Um, I'm told that my family is part of the Seminole Freeman um, of Oklahoma. Um, and that was Seminole Freeman. What's the Seminole Freeman? They were Seminoles that, and Indians, you know, the Seminole Indians and African Americans that um, married for survival purposes. Not for love. I'm just joking. <laughs> for survival, I believe. And, and, and my wife happens to be, uh, she's a Canadian Micmac. Uh, the Micmacs are even, she's related to the Micmacs that are here, and um, uh, they have a tribe in Prescott. Oh, I love it. I'm getting all this history, uh, including about the Wabanaki land and the Trail of Tears. It's great. You did mention um, before we started recording that you were interested in starting a church. Oh, yes. Uh, Timberwolves. Uh, we own Timberwolves Barbecue, Timberwolves Restaurant, which is a Marsville restaurant. Separate from that, we uh, started about three years ago, Timberwolves Native American Church, and it is a space for like-minded people that uh, that want to, you know, they, they believe in the in the Red Road, the indigenous path, um, and it's for people that, that want to follow that Native path to have a safe place to come and talk and learn more about indigenous history and um, 
to, to find like-minded people and express their spiritual freedoms. That is awesome. So now the restaurant is been up and running. I mean, I know we're not done with the pandemic, but it seems like a soft ending. Um, can you tell me what people can expect at the barbecue that you've got going? I can tell you that from the moment anyone walks to Timberwolves, um, they're going to be taken on a journey. Um, as soon as you come into Timberwolves, you're going to see uh, a lot of we bring the outdoors in, so you're going to see cedar, you're going to see greens, you're going to see um, a lot of native art, you're going to see uh, Dr. King. We have Dr. King on the wall. Um, we have our own medicine wheel, and we live by those uh, values that are in our medicine wheel that we created that's on our, our wall. Um, you'll also see... Um, some other the, some other things to do in the area here because Mars Hill has a ski mountain um, about a half mile from the restaurant so you'll see skis you'll see um, we have an art collection of uh, historical pictures of Mars Hill yesteryear and that would be Mars Hill 50 years ago different locations throughout the community downtown we have uh, we bought we purchased uh, professional pictures and, 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 you know, we have that on display for those people that are coming back um, home to, to see Mars Hill. It's a little, you know, it's something for them to grasp onto. We have a gift shop. We have a full bar. Um, we have a stage music area. We have comfortable uh, VIP seating for, you know, for friends or family or anyone that wants to get together and have a glass of wine. Um, we play really spiritual good spiritual heart opening music in our space uh it's we consider serving people food is not just what we do we serve people serve their heart i mean if you come in you're gonna hear trevor hall you're going to hear rising appalachia you're going to hear really 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 good uh music satsang you're gonna you're gonna you know most people they come in and they're just captivated um, and not only did they captivate it because of the atmosphere, just imagining being comfortable, warm, and, 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 and then you have this great music, and then uh, we burn sage and sweet grass, so you can smell that, and then your food comes out, um, and you get to enjoy a good meal. It's just, it's a journey. Right. Yeah, it really sounds very immersive. Uh, that's kind of what the kids are like the calling things where you're tapping into all these senses you're smelling things you're hearing things you're seeing things um then you can also buy some of that and, and go home with it it's beautiful yeah that's, yeah, that's true we have t-shirts we have hats we have uh crystals that we sell we have our elderberry syrup our bar five barbecue sauces we have um a wampum belt on display that's my personal wampum belt um wampum was uh you know we, they call it like you know it, it's seashells that were traded amongst the the natives you know um 100 years ago if you wanted something they give you their wampum we also have a canoe on display um that was made uh out of one tree and it's all mahogany and it was donated to us by uh, Sylvester Bernard, uh, also known as Ink Red Eagle. He's 95 years old, and um, he's a uh, he's a he's a native himself. But he 
gave us this canoe that was donated to him, I believe, in 1962 from the president of Guatemala, and we have that on display at Emeralds. Wow, the history, you know, Native American history, a little bit of Guatemalan history, um, fascinating. And of course, the the pictures of Mars Hills of yesteryear, really well-rounded. We would like to think that we celebrate our community. Um, we really value our community and all the people in it. And we value the people in Mars Hill that value our journey as well. We definitely, um, we take a pause and we, we want to give, you know, honor to those people that are kind that live here in Mars Hill and the people that, you know, that had businesses in downtown yesteryear. So yeah, we definitely like to recognize um, the good people that, that do live. Yeah. So um, I did, when I was looking up Timberwolves, um, the first Google page, there was uh, an article about uh, a hate crime happening. Is that a regular occurrence in that area? Unfortunately, Mars Hill is a very small community with a lot of churches. I would say our population um, around 900 homes, 1,400 people, and these are farmers, uh, very I would say you've got a lot of farmers that are very wealthy, um, a small amount of farmers, um, and then you have, you know, your everyday casual working people. But in the midst of all that, and it always starts, unfortunately, at Town Hall, um, <laughs> you know, we have people that, um, that work against equality, um, and they do it with every ounce of their bones. Um, in regards to processes um, to slow us down from being economically equal. Um, we have dealt with a lot of microaggression. Um, and, you know, the thing about it is we probably have underreported a lot of it because when we do report it, we're told that we're liars. If we're not told that we're lying, we're told that we are the ones that have the problem, we're the racist. Everything kind of gets turned on us because we're minority. And in reality, um, we show that we care about our community by our acts. We we volunteer, we, you know, they just had a tree lighting. Um, we gave hot chocolate and cookies. Any time we can step up and help someone in the community, we do that. Now, getting back to the microaggressions, um, there were micro, big microaggressions about a year and a half ago, and we just didn't understand why. Well, we didn't know that there would be a new entity, a new restaurant coming downtown across the street from us. And maybe uh, nine months previous to them building that, that new restaurant, we were being harassed and we didn't know why. Um, and then this new restaurant comes and we know because customers come over and they were telling us, you know, they're saying bad things, doing this to you, saying you guys are this and that and that and this. And we've just tried to stay neutral. I won't even mention that new restaurant's name because it's just not worthy of me mentioning it. But it is across from us and um, they've been doing a lot to damage our brand, to damage us. And what I've done is personally just stood tall, smile, go to work, do my job. You know, if we're busy, we're busy. If we're not, 
just, you know, be thankful and ask God for a better day tomorrow. But yeah, it's quite hard to get into the mind of a racist, hateful bigot. And um, I don't want to get into their mind. I'm praying for them. Um, but yeah, we've, we've dealt with a lot. And um, it's unfortunate. And they don't speak for everybody in Mars Hill because there are some kind people in Mars Hill. But again, um, I feel like the community really needs to just heal there, there needs to be a real healing like a real healing i mean as soon as they see we're doing well they do something to try to to hurt us and, and that's sad and it's and it's not only a loss for us it's a loss for them yeah and i think that's part of the when i think about racist people i realize that they don't understand that what they are doing to person like me or a person like you, Mike, um, they're actually doing it to white people as well. Um, nobody pro- benefits when everybody or a lot of people are being attacked or put down or in what I like to say marginalized, like we're people of color are not minorities um, in the world. People of color outnumber. We are the global majority. We're not a minority. Um, but I don't want to say majority per se, but I would just, I don't want to be marginalized. And I feel like that term makes us seem less than. I would agree. Um, you know, if I look back in history a year ago, on, you know, on our Google, my business, whatever, you know, reviews, we had people saying, oh, he talks about area small businesses, blah, blah, blah. I would never talk about another business. But now, you know, you rewind two years forward, I know why they were saying that. This was all part of their plan. Let's make them, let's make Timberwolves look bad. Let's say they talk about other businesses. Let's say they call everyone racist. Let's do this, let's do that. So, you know, really trying to decapitate our, our um, to decapitate us from being able to speak out against hate. And unless you're strong and rooted into the earth, which I, you know, I'm rooted into the earth because I'm a praying man and I believe I am connected to the creator. I, uh, you know, but I have a birthright like everybody else. And, you know, and I go and I talk to the creator and, you know, they try to decapitate your, you from being able to speak out against the, the uh, hurtful, harmful things that, that they do. You know, I believe that they're having secret meetings and that they they pray against us and plan against us. And it's like, you know, we're only five people. Why would be, you know, we're only five. There's only five of us. How can we be an economic threat to any business in Mars Hill? Now, if you go to the town meetings or if you ask the town manager or you talk to people on the street or even the guy that runs the mountain, Big Rock, they'll say, oh, Mike, you, 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 you guys... Timberwolves is great. You guys, you do so much advertising for the town of Mars Hill. You guys are just wonderful. If we're so wonderful, how come they don't genuinely support us? Or they tell us they're going to support us and they want to work with us, but then, you know, they don't do anything to help the needle forward. We have to do all the work. When it came to economic development downtown Mars Hill, make no mistake, without Timberwolves Barbecue being there, we would not have seen downtown cleaned up. We cleaned up one, two, three properties downtown, just by ourselves, no economic 
uh, stimulus, no money from the state, no money from the town. The town could have helped us with a CBDG uh, grant. And at the last minute, they said they were going to do it, and they pulled out because they, did, you know, they're in fear of black people owning anything. You know, and they shouldn't be in fear. If anything, let's come to the table and have conversations. I've went to town meetings and they say, well, Mike, what's your plan for, for downtown economic development? You're doing such a great job. And I share it. And then as soon as I share it, you know, next thing you know, you've got a Timberwolves barbecue. you got a barbecue. Someone that owns the grocery store that doesn't need to have a food trailer out in front of, you know, not even a... Uh, 2,000 feet from my restaurant, they're selling barbecue, you've got another food truck, you know, it's just become, you know, you've got the new seafood restaurant, I mean, I believe in everybody having a fair chance, and everybody wanting to do this and that and that and this, but they've oversaturated it to try to drown me out, and I mean, it's evident. Well, I am pretty sure that anybody else selling barbecue is nowhere near your barbecue. Um, Maine is not really known for barbecue. And <laughs> since you're not from Maine, um, I'm pretty sure your barbecue is better than anything I've gotten here. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yes, I am. Um, when I cook, I go into spirit and I... You know, my grandmother, you know, she was from, she lived in Georgia, Philadelphia. I've got a lot of family that lived in many different places in the U.S. And some of even those native dishes that she would cook, I go in the spirit when I cook. I cook with love. I cook with authenticity. Um, you know, and I don't give anyone anything I wouldn't eat. And one of our things is Timberwolves Barbecue, where freshness meets the mountain. Spirit gave me that. You know, and it's true where freshness meets the mountain. And I remember, you know, one of the other restaurants in town that opened up there, like, you know, Arista County and beyond. I said that years ago, and then I pulled up the, the, uh, you know, the poster that I made in 2017, saying, you know, seafood and beyond. You know, and it's and it's okay for people that that can't be creative to try to take our creativity because that's one of the things I see. But you know, minorities you know, are creative because they, they, you know, if you're going to be successful as a minority, you have to go deep and you got to pull out that creativity, you know, and as soon as you bring something new to the table, somebody wants to steal your idea or put a spin on it or slow it down. It's like, I, sometimes it, it just amazes me. I'm like, why did people sit back and get their own ideas? Why do they got to take mine? But if I look at history, um, history will that is true um we we tend to be a creative people um and part of it is because we haven't since we've been in this country been given the opportunity just to thrive like the government doesn't really say let's help people of color you know when we were expanding the country moving out west like they weren't giving that land of freedmen for example or they were taking it from Native Americans and putting it into white people's hands. So they've benefited from not having any creativity at all. One of the things I want to say, and I don't know, you know, I don't know, I, this is your podcast and it goes all through Maine. Um, the U.S. federal government gave billions of dollars to the state of Maine and, and other states through the pandemic. And you have all of these different, you know, 
uh, what did they they came out Thrive they came out with um, MTI M- MTI gave out I think I don't know you know was it 28.6 million dollars worth of grants and we've applied for all of these different grants and we always get different excuses and then you 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 know you put us in the same room with like-minded people the same mix same age that are different color and they'll tell you oh i got that grant i got this grant i got this grant i got that grant and you know you you come back and you, you just you know you're befuddled because we are forced to pay the u.s government taxes and we are you know we pay our taxes like anybody else but then when it comes time if you have a solid business plan and you you want to be competitive with grants in the state of maine minorities at least up in the county northern maine we we are sidelined they they i really believe they're afraid of our success well on that note I want to know how listeners and listeners want to know how they can get in touch with you. What's the plug, Mike, so that Timberwolves stay strong? Okay. Um, they can get a hold of us at www.timberwolvesrestaurant.com. Um, they can like us on Facebook. Um, yeah, and, and we're also on Instagram. Um, if you're at Hannaford's north of Newport, you can stop in and buy our barbecue sauce, our spaghetti sauce. Um, also, you can buy our barbecue sauce online, www.timberwolvesbarbecuesauce.com. Um, yeah, definitely. Spaghetti sauce? I didn't realize you had spaghetti sauce. That's crazy good. Yeah. <laughs> our spaghetti sauce, honestly, when we, we bring it to the grocery stores, it sells out so quick. We're working with our co-packer to scale up the, the spaghetti sauce. The spaghetti sauce is an Italian recipe first generation my nephew's grandfather came to the restaurant and showed us how to make it and it is delicious people love it awesome um i was also curious you've been in the industry for 40 years um have you ever done another barbecue spot um no i uh i've been working in the food business since i was 14 i started at uh chelsea landing in norwich connecticut doing midnight breakfast. I worked for PB Dairies. Then I worked um, at Mohegan Sun Casino. I did all kinds of jobs. And I was management at Fox Winter Resort Casino and the buffet. And that buffet back in the late 90s, they were, you know, they were doing big numbers. You know, $280,000 um, a day. On that note, I want to know how listeners and listeners want to know how they can get in touch with you. What's the plug, Mike, so that Timberwolves stay strong? Okay. Um, they can get a hold of us at www.timberwolvesrestaurant.com. Um, they can like us on Facebook. Um, yeah, and, and we're also on Instagram. Um, if you're at Hannaford's north of Newport, you can stop in and buy our barbecue sauce, our spaghetti sauce. Um, also, you can buy our barbecue sauce online, www.timberwolvesbarbecuesauce.com. Um, yeah, definitely. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again, or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.
Time for some PSAs. The Immigrant Legal Advocacy Project, known as I-LAP, is Maine's only nonprofit immigration legal services organization. ILAP has helped people from over 100 countries gain legal status. To see if Immigrant Legal Advocacy Project can help you or someone you know, get more info online at ilapmaine.org. And that's I-L-A-P-M-A-I-N-E dot org. Also, Wabanaki Reach supports the self-determination of Wabanaki people through education, truth-telling, restorative justice, and restorative practices in Wabanaki and Maine communities. For information about understanding colonization, the Truth Commission, and more, go online to mainwabanakireach.org. M-A-I-N-E-W-A-B-A-N-A-K-I-R-E-A-A-C-H.org. Hey Huskies, did you know that USM has a food pantry on campus? The Campus Food Pantry is a free resource open to current USM students, faculty, and staff. There is no proof of financial need required, just your USM ID. The Campus Food Pantry offers food, personal, and household items, and offers walk-ins. You can pre-order online at usm.main.edu, search for Food Pantry, or visit the USM Campus Food Pantry at 102 Bedford Street in Portland or in the UCU Den in the Brooks Student Center in Gorham. Bring your current USM ID.